Hello everyone and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Monday, April 17th. We are coming to you live from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm David Gray along with Brad Sykes. Uh, Doug McCary of His Light Ministry is out this week. And Brad and I are happy to be in studio and uh, happy that you have joined us. Brad, it's been a little while, but when we look at the calendar... I always realize maybe we haven't been together for a couple of weeks, but it feels like about two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I um, yeah, it's, it's probably been two weeks right. uh, since you and I were in studio together. In fact, um, I know you've been the text we're going to be looking at this week in Acts chapter twenty-six. I, I believe we're in uh, verses one through eighteen. You actually yep. uh, taught this uh, last week. I'm going to be teaching this week as Doug will be out, but uh, looking forward to diving into the text with you today. Uh, Let's see, you're not here tomorrow, but I think you're here Wednesday, Wednesday and then we'll be back in on Friday. Friday, right? And we'll do our usual Friday work, even though we're going to kind of do that even today and Wednesday. I think we've got Nick in tomorrow with me. Correct. Just got off the phone with Doug shortly. Uh, He's in Mississippi, uh, seeing his his dad. Yep. We need to keep lifting uh doug's dad up in prayer Uh, obviously uh, after the loss of his wife of i think it was 60 years six maybe 65 years i'm not sure how long they were married it was a long time but as many of our listeners know doug lost his mother uh, about two months ago and uh anyway you think about you've been married how long david Almost 37 years. Yeah, us, we're the same way, yeah, almost you, 37 years. Yeah, I think you and I talked about that once. Our anniversaries are very close. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. When is yours? It's in- May 25th uh, eight from 86. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I'd be completely lost without my wife. <laughs> you know, just on this earth, I'd be lost. But uh, yeah. anyway, me, just me keep, well. yeah, me just well. lift up, lift up Doug's uh, dad and Well, brother. they were married over <clears throat> 60 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You may have just said that. I apologize. No, I, over I think 60 that's right. Years, and I mean, when the Bible talks about the two becoming one flesh, ah. you, you literally become a part of the other person. Yeah. I mean, when you die, when somebody who's been married for over sixty years loses that spouse, I mean, man, that's like losing ah. absolutely losing a part of yourself. So. Well, and it's interesting because whole whole another conversation to be had for sure around that idea that uh, you know when we when you lose a loved one like that it just depression sets in i'm sure you know despair Absolutely. if you will and yeah. i'm sure i'm sure when that time comes whether it's for my wife or for me i'm going to be like yeah. come lord jesus yeah. you know of course i'm saying that most every day these days right. anyway yeah. Yeah. but you know uh I, I just but i think it's important to uh to remember that as long as we're here on this earth that god has us here for a purpose yeah. He has us on mission if we're his. Doug's uh, fond of saying, as you know, and uh, you, you have to hear the whole statement here, right? But that that as long as we're here and we belong to God, we're, we're immortal in the sense that That's we're right. not we're not going to go home to be with Him until everything He has planned for us, He's accomplished through us, mm-hmm. right? And when the Bible says the days you know days of our lives, this is not an ad for the soap opera. <laughs> The day, as time through the hourglass, so goes the days of our life. So, uh, but that everything he has for us 
our, our num all those events, all the good works he's planned mm-hmm. for us to do, they're they're numbered. Um, he has those days exactly numbered. And what's the psalm say? Let, let you know, number our days. <clears throat> teach us to number teach our us to days number our so days. we can present a heart of wisdom. Yeah. But the yeah. idea that re- realizing, I mean, think about that. If you don't know God and belong to God, what are you thinking about in terms of as you get closer to that day, right? And 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 we none of us know. I mean, right. you and I exactly. could walk out of here, and that could be the end. And and um, you know, but but we know, and we have the assurance that well, if if God has more for us to do, then we're going to be here. And uh, when those when those tasks are completed, um, but it's a good reminder than the psalm is right that we are to be about following Christ, making disciples. <clears throat> And no doing question. those things that he's put us here to do. Yeah, in fact, you know, you as we work through the text this week, and I'm even looking toward next this week, what we'll be teaching at the SWAT Bible Studies, is really the first thing that Paul declares is that he has not been disobedient. It's kind of a double double statement. You know, he has not been disobedient. Mm. And in the, in the sense that he's been proclaiming the gospel, yeah. which is what he was knocked off the horse in damascus you know was you're gonna be my instrument to declare my testimony and so in the same sense as his disciples were to be doing the same and yet boy we can get all trapped up and caught up into all the things of this world and i I love philippians 1 6 uh, where paul says i'm confident of this that he who began a good work in us right. will bring right. it to completion. Right. So right. God's in the process of completing us yep. as we submit our will to his yeah. and be obedient. And even and in spite of our weaknesses oh, and man. failures, and, and I know I don't have chapter and verse, but the Bible talks about don't grow weary in doing good, right? And, mm-hmm. and man, that's so easy for me to do. It's so easy for me to be tired mentally and physically and, 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 um, and part of that's just my fault for not taking care of myself better and being prepared. But, uh, you know, that, that, that verse is a good reminder too. don't grow weary of doing mm-hmm. good. And, and, you know, God strengthens us to do the things. If he's called us to do something, what's the the saying, right? He doesn't, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the, he calls the, he, he equips, equips the, the called. called. That's yeah. it. Yeah. He, he equips the He called. gives us the ability to do what he's asked us to do because it's him doing it through us. Amen. Amen. So, I mean, no, no doubt. Well, I know you've got you've got some equipping this past weekend, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, we had uh, the uh, spring edition of the Northeast Florida Great Banquet uh, over at Mandarin Presbyterian Church. Mandarin Pres does not. This is not a Mandarin Presbyterian ministry, but they right. are gracious, <clears throat> very gracious in hosting. Uh, the Great Banquet, Northeast Florida Great Banquet, is its own organization, and uh, it has community members, if you will, uh, from all lot of different area churches and 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 towns and cities, and and it's a it's a local version of a larger uh, group. It's 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 a its history is in a what we would call a, like a Curcio type event, which was originally Catholic, you know, in it in their origins. And uh, the idea is that it's a, I think it literally means short course in Christianity, hmm. but it's the equivalent in the, it's the Protestant version of kind of a Catholic tradition, Curcio tradition. And there, other denominations have uh, similar type um, 
uh, events, and they're called things like the Road to Emmaus. Right. And, uh, but but <clears throat> it's a it's a seventy two hour wow. journey. You you start on Thursday Is night. Is that right? Yes, and you stay. You stay at the site where it's held. Oh, no kidding. Uh, for three nights. Y'all um, just camp out? Uh, it's indoors. I will say it's now, indoors. Now, did Kelly do this with no, you? No, it's a, it's, a, it's a men's. Okay, so it, this was exclusive to men. Yes, and okay. there is a separate event <clears throat> in the fall and spring. So there's four per year, two in the spring, two in the fall. And there's a separate event, event for men and one for women. And the women's great banquet was just a few weeks ago at the end of March. And ours was here in the middle of April. And um, I had a friend who was going to Mandarin Presbyterian many years ago who invited me for a couple of years. It's based on the parable of the banquet in, okay. in Luke yeah. 14 yeah. Okay. about uh, uh, all the invitees of the banquet, mm-hmm. people making up excuses, and then the, the king becoming angry and saying, go out on the right. highways and byways yeah. and invite everybody. And anyway, I had a friend who uh, invited me for a couple of years, and I, I couldn't go for semi-legitimate reasons <laughs> i had kids in high school playing sports right and, yeah you know it was just i just said look they're only going to be in school doing this for a couple of years right when they're done i'll, I'll go right. so i did so i went to northeast florida great banquet 18 which was probably in 2011 or 12 oh, wow and this one this weekend that i just participated in uh was great banquet 59 no kidding yeah so there have been that many, and but you and you've done several of them between 2011 and yeah. and the one so, this week. So the idea is, once you go through as a guest, you go through as a guest, um, and then once you go through as a guest, you're part of the great banquet community, and you're eligible to serve um, on the team, if you will, uh, in future great banquets. Gotcha. And 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 there's a. It takes a lot to put on a weekend like this, and um, how many? How many people? Well, they say <clears throat> there's there's approximately thirty members of the team, uh, and there are countless other volunteers and behind the scenes people. But they say, in general, uh, to put on a weekend like this for approximately thirty guests, we had twenty seven guests. Uh, it takes about ten thousand man hours in preparation. So we've been meeting for two months on Tuesday wow. nights uh, to get ready for this. <clears throat> wow. Um, but it's got, and I don't want to give away too much. If, yeah. you, if, if I, I can say a few more things about it, um, but it's, it's uh, one of those things that when you go as a guest, you, you have a general idea of what it is, but you, you don't know a lot of the specifics mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. know a lot of the, what the talks are going to be about and, and what the special, um, worship services are going to be like and um it, it it's very unique the first day kind of focuses on our own situation and god's offer of grace and god's grace the second day really focuses on jesus as god's solution <clears throat> to our problem all the things we talk about <clears throat> very much about the gospel yeah extreme all about the gospel um and saturday you know the insider, you know, terminology is Saturday is Jesus Day, and uh, gotcha. all about Jesus yeah. and God's solution to our problem, and that God's offer of grace is Jesus, mm-hmm. is through Jesus. Right. And then Sunday is is a lot about our response, um, and how do we incorporate? How do we take hold of yeah. God's offer of grace? But there's there's so many things that go on, um, hmm. and this is a tool. This is a tool of God's. This is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the answer. <clears throat> of course. 
this is a tool that can enhance our, you know, it's for somebody who, who doesn't, is goes in as an unbeliever or it's for somebody who's been a lifelong believer. Um, as somebody who's been on the team a lot and been through this, I know the basic plot going in and mm-hmm. I know the schedule, but every one of them's new and every Isn't one of them is different. And, yeah. and to see the guys who are guests on Thursday night looking like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> and looking like they can't wait to get out to strangle their sponsor. Uh, seeing the difference between that and then what they're like on Sunday afternoon mm. and seeing the transformation during the weekend yeah. is really cool. Mm. Seeing what God does with, with men's lives and how they... And guys don't get to do stuff like that very well, often. Well, no, you're right. And I mean, I think as much as anything, it's getting away and not having the distractions. Yeah. When you talk about 72 hours. No phones, no I mean, watches. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. No um, phones, no watches. There were just a couple of people, and I was one of them this weekend, that are in charge of kind of keeping time and wow. keeping the schedule. So nobody's supposed to have a phone. Nobody's supposed to have a watch. They go even as far as to cover up the clocks on the office phones in the church building right so that nobody can see it uh anyway it's it's and that's a running joke during the weekend yeah. could could be four in the morning <laughs> could be midnight you know so no phones you don't have any phones correct that's that's fantastic correct correct you're completely kind of i hate to put it this way locked in's a bad term but you're right you're isolating yourself away from the world to focus on your relationship with Christ. And, well, uh, it's, it's very cool. That's like, an, uh, that's like a week-long series we need to do about <laughs> what it looks like to really get focused in yeah. on the Word. Yeah. That's why you and I like to teach. Yeah. is because it helps me to really dig deep into yeah. the text. So. And a couple of our other good SWAT friends, Craig Henderson and Bob Drummond, have been heavily involved with Great Banquet for oh, a lot of years. Yeah. So we're going to take our first break uh, here on SWAT Radio. We're going to get into Acts chapter 26 shortly so come on back after the break this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week if you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about jesus through god's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others then go to www.swatradio.com then click on the donate link to help swat radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Listen to this ancient Chinese proverb. If you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. 
If you are at peace, you are living in the present. We sometimes regret the past and we often worry about the future. So how do we live in the present in a way that gives us peace? The prophet Isaiah has the key. He wrote, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If our mind stays focused on God today, we will worry about neither the past nor the future. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's peace on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you on this Monday afternoon. And right before the break, we were talking about uh, this ministry that I've been involved with for a while called Northeast Florida Great Banquet. And if there is ever, if you ever have any interest in finding out more about Great Banquet, there is a website. It's nefgb.com. That's Northeast Florida Great Banquet, nefgb.com. And there is information there. And uh, if you were ever uh, be interested beyond what's on the website, I, I would certainly be happy to answer any of your questions. You can always get a hold of us by uh, calling 844-777-7928. Um, and I'd be happy to, to answer any questions that I can and, and tell you how you can get involved. But it is it is something I was just saying to Brad during the break that is when I went years ago, I had no idea what to expect, but it's a ministry that God's given me the privilege and the honor of being involved in and, and seeing the transformation of a lot of men over weekends like this. And, it, mm. and, it, and, and, and forget about the guests. I've probably got more out of it than, than <clears throat> anybody or as much. And, and it's, it's been a huge part of God changing my life as yeah. well. Yeah. And that's often the case, you know, whether it's men's retreats you've been on, it's like, okay, I've been to one retreat. I've been to a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, every time you go, it's just, it's always an encouragement. Yeah. It's always a good time of equipping and yep. kind of getting you back down, kind of centering you a little bit. I hate this sounds like a new age type yep. idea, but this idea of centering yourself and re- remembering the gospel. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I had uh, I had my son on with me, Jacob, who lives in New York City, on with me on Friday. Okay. And uh, he and I were uh, really kind of re revisiting. Um, the events that happened in Nashville uh, about three or four mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was his home church, uh, Covenant Presbyterian Church there in Nashville. 
and just the opportunity i just once again thank jake for for joining me and uh, just having that discussion and even in events like that it's the importance of getting back to the gospel mm. and to your point and to our point earlier in the first segment is that god has given us this time uh and what are we going to do with it yeah. how are we stewarding the time that we've been given and uh, by the way if you missed that episode or the episode on thursday that doug did the interview with david helling uh, the writer producer director of um, his only son have you seen it yet? i have David? not I it have is not. it is really good yeah. and i mean especially when you think about he, he did that film for under two hundred fifty thousand wow. dollars, which you know wow. <clears throat> um and of course angel studios is putting it out mm-hmm. and but it's only in studios till wednesday in theater so in theater yeah. excuse me it's only in theaters till wednesday okay. and you know here's my point it, will it be the greatest movie you've ever seen probably not mm-hmm. uh it's very well done mm. um especially for those of us who know christ and we know the story of abraham yeah. and isaac um so i just really want to encourage people spend your money go go to that movie go see it it just shows support of this kind of film right and right. and listen if we support these then more money goes to the next film yeah which he's already in production on yeah so speaking of money and on but on the other side of the coin did you see that you know all the controversy that's been going on with budweiser and 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 bud light and all that and their and their ad campaign Mm -hmm. um did you see that they the queen of beers well yeah Yeah. i hadn't heard that i had not heard that um but did you see that apparently they just very quickly came out with a new ad campaign that brings the Clydesdales back and is completely this quote unquote, all American wholesome mm-hmm. ad campaign. So speaking of money, right. Uh, companies will follow the money. They apparently they lost $6 billion. I, I heard some crazy yeah. number like $6 billion in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, and now they're trying to turn it around with a new ad campaign. So I, I'm not sure people are that gullible. No, or, or, I, I don't. And I mean, <laughs> I'm not promoting beer drinking. I'm just saying that, you know, until they come out and say, we made a mistake. Right, right. Because that's the issue we're dealing with mm. in the culture we're living in. Yep. You, you know, uh, name a politician. N- name a, 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 quite frankly, there have been a lot of pastors who've made some made some statements over the last two or three years, whether it's COVID, vaccines, whatever it might be that were wrong they were just wrong Absolutely. And, and you know what we all make mistakes yep. but we've got to start learning to step up and say i was wrong yeah and uh you know it's it's not listen we're not talking about canceling people no nope. i'm just saying listen i wouldn't give them my money yeah you know i just wouldn't right uh now if they came out and said again not a we're not promoting beer drinking but whatever the nike for instance mm-hmm. listen i won't buy a nike product mm-hmm. now that is me personally canceling them but i'm canceling that's my choice i'm you not saying choice sure, you know, sure. And, uh, just it's just like choosing what movie to see right, right? exactly you, there may be a movie that you don't want to see for a certain reason right? right because of what the content is right um but anyway i it'll be interesting to see what happens with that did you see uh did you see what went on in Chicago this weekend? Did you read anything about that? A, no, I don't a, think I did. A, a, a social media advertised 
apparently, you know, youth takeover of downtown Chicago. So, again, I don't know how that was organized, but apparently word gets out on social media, hey, meet at this area of downtown mm-hmm. Chicago. Unbelievable vandalism. uh Packed just swarms, I guess, of kids, teenage kids running around downtown Chicago, basically terrorizing people, smashing car windshields. People were what injured. was the point? Don't know. Don't know. The, 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 it was a they called it a teen takeover on social media. And I think the point was just I don't know if this was their idea of a protest of something or but I didn't even read anything about what it was for other than to just run around and, and do things like that. But all kinds of damage took took hundreds of police, apparently, to restore order. Two teenagers were shot. Um, so, and and again, you know, people people commenting on it, saying, you know, where are the parents? Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, in many situations, there may not be two parents or, or there may be no parents, who knows? But yeah, just, just another symptom yeah. Of, of what's yeah. going on in the culture. Yeah. Um, read another story about, you know, we talk about what's going on here. I think in some ways it's worse in Canada. And um, I read a story about a kid at a Catholic high school in Canada, a Catholic high school, hmm. speaking out against the whole transgender, you know, biological males can be in the women's bathroom at the school and vice versa and spoke out against it and just said, in a class at a Catholic high school, said he believed that God created two genders, male and female. He was expelled from the class. And he may be, I I haven't, I don't remember, I didn't read far enough in the article, I believe he's suspended from the school for making these statements in a class at a Catholic high school. And and again, I, I... I can't help but think of the old fable of the emperor's new clothes, Mm. right? (laughs) This idea that something is so obvious and for political and social reasons and cultural reasons, there are those who are trying to force us to Mm. say something that is clearly untrue. Exactly. And, 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 you know, we would never do this, of course. And just like you weren't advocating beer beer drinking, we're not advocating taking God out of the situation. (laughs) <laughs> by no means right but but let's just look at it secularly for a minute everybody knows that there are two genders yeah whether you're secular or godly yeah and 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 to now have people in power and leadership positions trying to tell others you must deny that reality mm. and say this or yeah. you will be in yeah. trouble yeah and this has nothing to do, by the way, what we're saying. We always want to make this clear. This has nothing to do with individuals who are involved in transgenderism or, or transitioning or anything like that. I understand that I don't know everybody's situation. And I would never want, and I know you would never want to be unkind or unloving to anyone. And that's not our intent. What we're talking about is the issue yeah. Of whether this is what God says about this and what man says about yeah. this. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Exactly. And I just was stunned again, even though it's happening all over the place, stunned again. And so, again, as believers, we just have to be ready for this, yeah. you know, because it's going to continue to get worse. Well, there's no question about it. And I know we're going to take another break here in just a minute. But I was thinking even as we're looking at Paul 
so much of what we see in Paul, whether it's in Athens or Corinth or wherever he is, there's a boldness about Paul. You know, and, and you, you think about as as Christians, the Bible refers to us as Christians as soldiers. Mm, yep. You know, do you want a soldier representing your country that is not willing to go into battle? Mm, and right. yet we have been silenced. And I would say we haven't been silenced. We've made ourselves silent. Mm. Uh, we haven't we haven't been canceled. We are canceling ourselves when we bow to these kind of things. Yeah. We we have we should have a boldness and of course that's what you see in Paul is this boldness as he goes in, whether it's to Felix or Festus yeah. or Agrippa, yeah. he's bold. Because he knows no matter what happens. What is the verse? Don't well we'll get to that verse when we come yeah. back from break. Yeah. But we're gonna run up on the break here. We are gonna take a break on SWAT radio for the news. The Bible teaches that this life is short and that we can never know when the moment of death will come. Therefore, we should be prepared at all times to meet death face to face. But how do you prepare for death? Billy Graham says preparation begins with knowing God. The Bible teaches the God of peace which brought from the dead the Lord Jesus is our God. The early Christians preached it. They believed that God had brought Jesus from the dead. They believe that the same power that raised the Lord from the dead will work in and through us to bring us from our doubts, our darkness, our failure, and even death. Would you like to have that same assurance? Discover how a personal relationship with Jesus Christ can give you peace and prepare you for eternity. Go to findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Expect some delays because of a crash on Beach Boulevard westbound at Broham Avenue blocking the right lane. Also, there's an accident on I-95 southbound before the Fuller Warren Bridge. And there's a broken down vehicle on the MLK Parkway southbound at Jesse Street. Clear tonight, low 49, Tuesday sunny, high 80. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes are coming to you from the Salem Center here in Jacksonville, Florida, and glad that you're with us. Doug McCary is off this week. If you'd like to call us about anything we've been talking about or will talk about, you can always call 844-777-7928 if you have any questions or comments. And Brad, um, we are going to be looking at Acts 26, as you said earlier, verses 1 to 18. And, you know, last week, I know, uh, you, were you here last week? I was. Doug? I think yeah. you were, right? Uh, that uh, you reviewed Acts 25, where God really revealed, reveals a contrast in worldviews. Uh, in Festus and Agrippa, we saw a life wasted on selfish pursuits. And in Paul, of course, we saw a life worthy of the gospel. And, and like we were talking about before the break, Paul was one of the ways that he lived a life worthy of the gospel is that he was bold 
in proclaiming the gospel mm-hmm. and proclaiming the truth. And the, the verse I was thinking about before we went to break, uh, when we, you were saying how we've silenced ourselves by bowing to pressure and bowing to the culture, but, but the Bible says, don't be afraid of the one that can kill the body, but be afraid of the one who can kill the body and throw the soul into, into hell, essentially. So when we know that we're not going to be thrown into hell, <laughs> but we're going to live with God eternally, then what do we have to fear? Yeah, right? exactly. And I mean, I was uh, I was kind of thumbing back and going back, looking at Acts chapter 9, verse 15. It says, But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings mm-hmm. And the children of Israel, Paul knows this is his mission. Where where's that mission going to take him? Well, as we look at this week, last week, and this week, where's Paul? He's standing before Agrippa, King Agrippa the Second, and his ball and chain Bernice. Uh, interesting story there. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, I mean, what we looked at last week is this contrast between a life. Uh, that is wasted on these selfish pursuits, and in Paul, you see a life that's worthy of the gospel. What would would that be true of us if we were on trial? If you were, uh, if we were like Paul, uh, would we be guilty of being in pursuit? You know, of declaring the gospel. I mean, you look at Paul. I, I was going to say Paul is not really, even though we would look at him, and the world probably reads this text and sees that Paul is on on defense. Well, he's not really on no, defense. No. He, he's he's really looking for opportunities. You think of the times when he was uh you know uh, bound by the Romans and he's like you know he is cont- over and over and over again he's rescued yep. by the Romans right. and he's pleading. He's pleading with them for an opportunity to preach, to share the gospel. Yeah. Would that be true of us? Right. And that's why I said when we you know ended the break is boy so oftentimes we're not being canceled no we're just choosing to be canceled right we're choosing are are we seeking opportunities or are we on the defense or are we compromising oh absolutely and that's of course unfortunately what a lot of individuals and churches are doing is is bending to the to the cultural pressure but yeah yeah paul's all paul's technically quote like you said on defense but they can't find anything to charge him with right. officially. And, yeah. uh, he doesn't need to be on defense because no. he hasn't done anything right. worthy of right. prisonment, much much less uh, you know, a, a uh, sentence of death. Yep. But uh, you, know, you see Paul goes into great detail in all the accounts of Paul's trials to reveal that there was never a violation of the civil law. Right. The way is not, and I think it's important to remember that the way – is not about political rebellion un, uh, unless the government makes laws that are contrary mm. to the commands of Christ. Right. Uh, Paul did no wrongs against the Roman government, and yeah. all the charges against him were false. And we're going to even see that again this week as we teach through, um, you know, verses nineteen and beyond yeah. through the rest of this. Yeah. But and so uh, much like Jesus in terms of the quote unquote charges against him, they were just trying to find something where they could hang their hat on that he was doing something to threaten the Roman government. Yeah, That he exactly. was do, committing some crime against <laughs> Rome. And Jesus didn't do that, and Pilate acknowledged that, but yet he gave him over to the, to the, to the Jews. And here with Paul, they're, they're trying to 
you know, they make up things that make it sound like he's committing some kind of act against Rome. Right. But so far, all the Roman leaders are saying, we don't find anything like that. Exactly. This is, this is a matter about the Jewish leaders and their yeah. religion and their, their as as Paul puts it to Agrippa, their, their controversies. Yeah. And, um, well, and I think it's interesting. And when you understand kind of the backstory a little bit, obviously Festus immediately after taking over goes to Jerusalem to meet with these the leaders and to kind of get an understanding of course they go hey you know there's a there's a guy named paul that's in prison there mm-hmm. in caesarea and uh we need to it's time now to resurrect let's resurrect this issue right. and they do so festus doesn't have a real understanding of paul what what's the backstory yeah. here in fact you, he's basically begging for help and writing up a charge against exactly him. and yeah. yet it, here agrippa and bernice show up you know, in all the pomp and circumstance and, uh, you know, and it's, it's interesting. And this week we're going to be looking at chapter 26 verses one through 18, and we'll see how God takes kind of an ambitious murderer and turns him into an ambassador of reconciliation. Right. In fact, I was, uh, I, I was, I, I was writing this. I said, you know, Paul had gone to Damascus <clears throat> as the apostle of the Sanhedrin but he returns as an apostle of Jesus Christ, mm, right? And uh, as we'll see this week, uh, he's he he is an ambassador of reconciliation. Yeah. Reconciliation means to make right, to repair, and 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 that is what God calls you and me to be as ambassadors yeah. and reconciliation, helping people who are enslaved to the power of sin and Satan turn to walk in the light of hope and mm. the hope of jesus christ yeah he's our living hope yeah absolutely so we're gonna look at three things that god shows us number one is the that darkness perverts his truth darkness absolutely perverts his truth in verses one through eight we're gonna look at that fact that god shows us how the darkness persecutes his people of course we've seen that throughout history and then finally we'll see that god's uh shows us how his people bring light to the darkness. Mm. And as we look at each one of these sections, it, it's convicting, you know, as you realize, e- even in the world we're living in today, is that, you know, is darkness perverting the truth? Boy, we talked about it in the first segment and a half. Yep. Uh, it, is, is there persecution? Is the darkness uh, persecuting God's people? Yes, absolutely. We're not maybe experiencing it quite like some other places around the world, but it's kind of like, David, do you ever look ahead and you kind of go, okay, we're, we're looking at the chaos that our world is in today. And it's not a far stretch to see that persecution is coming to you and I. Yeah, Persecution's coming to those who profess the name of Christ. And especially maybe to our children and our grandchildren. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that it also that his people... But in light of all that, we are still to bring light into that darkness. Yeah, I, I love that term that you used, ambassador of reconciliation, and the idea that reconciliation is to make right or repair. I've I've often thought, you know, we talk about our elevator speech. Be ready, mm-hmm. be ready with an elevator speech to give somebody a gospel presentation. Well, what if you only had? What if somebody said, and I've read something like this before. What if you only had one sentence? to say what the gospel is. And and, yeah. I, and I think I've, I've, in some ways, I've boiled it down to Jesus, faith in Jesus and the work of Jesus 
reconciles us to God. Yeah. Meaning it makes right our relationship with God. It repairs our relationship with God. And so that's why I love that, that phrase. Um, one of the talks that was given uh, at the great banquet, going back to that this weekend, you know, and Doug's talked about so that going to Israel and the term shalom. And, and, and we, we think of shalom, we think of peace. But even beyond that, it's this kind of peace that, that the idea is that with shalom, that things not are not currently the way they were meant to be. Yeah. And God is restoring shalom, meaning he's restoring things to the way they were meant to be. He's restoring our relationship with him through mm. Christ. He's restoring our relationship with each other through Christ. Yeah. He's restoring our relationship with ourselves. Amen. So that we can forgive yeah. ourselves. That's right. And he's restoring <clears throat> our relationship to creation. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And that 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 is that big picture of reconciliation. And it's repair. beautiful. It's the gospel. It, it is the really gospel. Is. It really is. <clears throat> so we're going to, we're, we'll talk a little bit more before we read the text. Yeah. I think we're coming up to the break and uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull a Craig Henderson on myself. <laughs> I gave Craig Henderson one time a, a long passage to read and about 20 seconds to read it. So uh, we'll come up to our break, but, but this idea, you're right, that, that, um, that Paul is the model of this, but, but this is the story of every believer. That, that we are to be, we, we're not in the same circumstances as Paul. We may not have the same exact gifts as Paul, mm. but we all have spiritual gifts, and we're all called to be these ambassadors of reconciliation. Well, and if you believe something passionately, you're going to tell people about it. And, I mean, we've talked about it over and over yeah. and over again, yeah. whether that's a good restaurant, a good movie, right. Right. or the gospel. That's right. That's right. And it's going to come out in the way you live, and people Hopefully, it's going to be enough of a difference from the world to where people are going to be interested. You know, what, what's Amen. going on with this person? So, anyway, we're going to take our last break. We are going to read this passage in Acts when we come back. Glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll free number is 1 844 777 7928. That's 844 777 7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Meanwhile in Australia, a koala bear was found at the bottom of a tree unresponsive. He was taken in, cared for, and released. And then the poor bear was hit by a car, nursed to health, and released again. Next, the same clumsy koala was found with his head stuck in a fence. Again, he was rescued, scolded, and let go on bail. He's back in the wild for now. <laughs> well, sometimes I feel like that bear. I've made my share of blunders, and God has rescued me so many times. Picked me up, dusted me off. Despite my failures, his grace is still amazing. The Bible says it is by grace that we are saved through faith. It's not of ourselves, it's a gift. So reach up for that grace and get back in the race. God's unmerited favor is there for you today. This is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life. Joe's dad had been a harsh, angry man, and his wife took the brunt of his anger. Lonnie Berger, 
author of Every Man a Warrior. Years later, Joe was stunned when his wife of 18 years asked for a divorce. At church, Joe signed up for a men's Bible study and he learned how to pray. Joe began to ask God about his marriage. In one quiet time, God spoke to Joe and said, you're harsh with your wife and it dishonors me. Most men will treat their wives like they saw dad treat mom. Once Joe realized where these wrong patterns were coming from, he began to change and he started by asking both God and his wife for forgiveness and their marriage began to heal. If you'd like to learn more about marriage, text the letters TWR to 77222. Every Man a Warrior is a ministry of TWR. 91 FM, The Truth. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you here on Monday afternoon, and we are looking at Acts chapter 26, verses 1 to 18. So, Brad, why don't I go ahead and read yeah, that? Yeah, go ahead and read it there. So, Acts 26, 1 to 18. So, Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion, I have lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope and the promise made by God to our fathers, which our 12 tribes hope to attain as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this hope I am accused by the Jews, O King. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison, after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme, and in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I will appear to you delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light 
and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. May God bless the reading of his word. Amen. And, you know, I was, uh, if you've been kind of going through Acts with us, this is a very, very familiar um, story. Um, you know, if I've learned anything in our study of Acts, I've learned that, you know, as a follower of Christ, I'm to present the gospel uh, with boldness and fearlessness. <clears throat> and you, you really can't get around it. It's everywhere. Paul saw as the directive of his life was to win souls to Christ and to mature them in the faith. And here, here is an opportunity, as we talked about a little, little while ago. So, yes, it says uh, he uses that word defense that you know this is out of his hand and he made his defense but the reality is i don't think paul viewed it as a defense i think he was giving an account of the gospel is what he's doing an account of his life and how jesus changed him yeah and i think he was reminded of that in in uh, from acts 9 15 where he says you're gonna appear before kings and rulers and hey guess what here you are here you are and uh here's here is the opportunity and don't worry about what you're going to say exactly and and god so this these are god's words not not only paul's oh exactly and i was uh just a couple of things that i well there's a lot in this text and we'll get to it throughout the week but you know right off the bat paul stretched out his hand i think it's interesting so agrippa says to paul you have permission to speak yeah now in that context paul couldn't just speak out he had to be given permission yep and and Paul stretched out his hand. That was kind of a a sign of respect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 here I am in studio. I'm putting out my hand. <laughs> I do this often. My wife is Italian. She speaks with her hands, and it's certainly. I can confirm that Brad is stretching out his hand as a <laughs> yeah. res- gesture of respect to all of you listening. Yeah, but <laughs> verse two. I, I'm fortunate. He says, "I'm fortunate to be in front of you, Agrippa." Now. You know, think about that. When you think about the fact that you're you're being persecuted, you're you're on trial. You've been you've spent two years in prison. Yeah, everybody. I, I had forgotten that. This is two years yes. after Felix, you know, or, or Festus left him. I guess it was Felix left him in prison, like Joseph. Like oh, exactly. Joseph. Yeah, exactly. It, and that's about a mindset. Yeah, that's about understanding God is sovereign. He hasn't forgotten me. Uh, my time is in his hands. Yep. Uh, one, one of the affirmations I say every day is I'm committed to being a man of patience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be- because you know what? God will accomplish his purposes yeah. in his time. Yep. Now, I'm sure Paul was not happy about no. being in there for two no. years, no. but he starts off in verse two. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, that I'm going to make my defense mm. today mm-hmm. against all the accusations of the Jews, and uh, and the reason why is because he's is because he knows that Agrippa is very familiar. Yeah, listen, Agrippa is uh, is a puppet king, yep. if you will. Right. Uh, he is now interesting though. He does appoint the high priest. Right. Well, if you're going to point the high priest, you know something about Jewish right. tradition, Jewish and, background. And I, interesting also, though, he was an Edomite. Yes, exactly. And he was not a Jew, <laughs> and yet he was appointing the high priest, which must have driven the Jews crazy. Oh, completely. So. But it says in verse 3, especially, 
especially because you are familiar with all the customs and the and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, he says, I beg you to listen to yeah. me patiently. Yeah. You know? And I, I read that and I think Paul must have been relieved. Well, at least I don't have to go back and take a million words to explain this. Exactly. I, I think about you trying to explain golf to somebody who knew <laughs> zero about it versus you explaining it to somebody who played a lot. Yeah, I mean, exactly. There's that, there's that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Practical aspect of this exactly. as well. Yeah. yeah. And you can see that if you've gone back and you've seen the other three times that that's, this has come up. It, this is Paul's testimony for the third time. And, and he, he goes into this thing about, I belong to the strictest sect. I'm, I am a Pharisee. Um, before it says I'm a Pharisee of Pharisees, but he, you know, he's basically explaining, uh, they've known for a long time, verse five, if, if they are willing to testify that according to the strictest party of our religion, I've lived as a Pharisee. That's not a surprise. Right. He's basically saying, and now I stand here on trial because I love this. I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers. Mm. He's again, I think he's, you know, my wife says this a lot to our kids when they were growing up because they like to talk a lot. And uh, she would often say, read the room, (laughs) read the room, know who your audience is. And he knows who his audience is. Yeah, it's a great strategy. He's yeah. saying, "Look, I'm mainstream. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not this is not some sect. I'm not a cult. whack job. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm. I believe the same things you do about God's promises to our fathers. But, and I know you're going to get to this. But he's saying, this is it. Yeah. It's been fulfilled. Yeah. In Jesus. And he really gets into yeah. this. The, the fact in verse six, I'm, I'm on trial for holding to true Judaism. Mm. Right. Uh, to the law, to the prophets, and I'm being condemned for believing in the hope. Now, what is the hope? Messiah. Mm. Listen, all the Jews knew this. They were looking forward to that same hope that was promised to them by their fathers. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of it's, the hope is the resurrection. Yeah. And that's what he gets to. Uh, verse 7 same promises 12 tribes believed and hoped to attain that worked toward night and day it's it's over and over and over again he gets to the point that i'm on trial agrippa for the same things you believe or that you you know of course he gets into that later yeah um yeah and uh, you know why is it thought it says in verse eight why is this thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? The In gr- other words, yeah. God is all powerful. Yeah. And it's the great hope of the Jewish people. Yeah. That that God would give them eternal life in his kingdom. Yeah. And that that's what God had been promising all throughout the Old Testament that a Messiah was coming who was going to deliver them and give them a place in his family forever. Yeah. And yet they missed it. Well, and that's what I wrote. How, how did Paul think we got eternal life? Yeah. Jesus. Right. How, how did Jews think we got eternal life? Keeping well, them. keeping the laws. Yeah. You know, it's it's the two groups of people who want the same thing, but with the very two different approaches. Yeah. And, you know, that's to me, and I know we're going to wrap up here in just a second, but when you think about the fact that as God's chosen people, uh, we think of First Peter 2, 9 and 10, 
uh, we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy holy nation, a people of God's own possession, that we might proclaim the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness. Yeah. And uh, I know, you know, there's a, there's a number of passages we, we can touch on this uh, tomorrow, but uh, John eight forty four, we know that false teachers are going to come in and and distort, pervert the truth. Yep. Yep. 844 is where Jesus says to the Jewish leaders, you're of your father, the devil. Mm -hmm. And he was a murderer from the beginning and a liar from the beginning. And to your point earlier, they believed you got eternal life by keeping the law. And that's the lie. That's the lie of the devil. So anyway, another hour has flown by as it always does. We're really just hang out here for another hour. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we could. Glad you've been with us today. Brad and Nick will be here tomorrow and I'll be back on Wednesday. Thanks for listening to SWAT Radio.